On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk drops a ton of new Tesla info on Twitter covering a bunch of different things, including an upgrade to the Performance Model 3, a big update to Tesla's remote ranger service, version 3 of the superchargers, the Model Y reveal timing, and much more. friends, I'm Ryan McCaffrey joining you for Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, episode number 147 for May 27th, 2018. Happy Memorial Day weekend to my USA listeners. Uh, boy, it has been a week, and I want to start by sort of caveating. Number one, I'm recording on Thursday evening this week, a little early. Uh, if anything happens on Friday or even perhaps Saturday, I apologize in advance. I'll cover it on next week's show. Uh, my wife, I forgot, my wife has concert tickets for Friday night, so my Friday night is not going to be available for the podcast, so I'm going to knock this out. And the good news is I've got no shortage of things to cover. It was an absolutely wild week, uh, which both for Tesla and for me, and so I, I want to start also with a kind of pre-apology here as well. Uh, normally, you know, I don't want to make this podcast about me. I mean, you know, obviously little bits of me get in there. Uh, but, you know, you're here for the Tesla news, Tesla analysis. I appreciate that you clearly care what I think about things in the world of Tesla. But I, I you know, I, it, it should never be about me. I'm not the story. But uh, I hope you'll just forgive me a little bit of that this week because uh, I do have a story this week. And it is... This. My Model 3 has been ordered, and I, <laughs> I could not be thrilled more than I am. I mean, it's, uh, it's been a, a heck of a ride. It's been a plan. It's been a hope. It's been years of saving up, years of, of hoping that this day would come and, and I'd be able to, to check every box uh, and, and get the ultimate Model 3 of my dreams. And I have, uh, I have ordered that car, the Performance Model 3. With uh, multi-coat red paint, ultra-white interior, 20-inch sport wheels, and enhanced autopilot, no full self-driving for now. Uh, I was pretty on the fence about that for a long time. You guys, if you've been listening for a while, you know I've, I've gone back and forth. I've been thinking at, at times, yes, definitely going to just do it. Other times, no, definitely not. Uh, talk to some... People close to me, let's say, that, that would, whose opinions on this I would value for various reasons. And uh, came, to the, came to the decision to not pre-purchase the full self-driving. But, and if you're wondering, Ryan, how the heck did you do that? You're a non-owner. Uh, yes, you camped out and you're, you know, got your reservation in. But how did you get a performance order in already? And I have to say, uh, it... it it comes because of the generosity of a longtime friend, and it's a thing that I, I can't even almost put into words what this gesture means to me. He is, uh, I've known him for many, many years, about 15 years actually, uh, and he is, he, he's been a Tesla employee for a, a bit, uh, but I've known him since long before that, and we sort of, we sort of came up 
He actually was the first one to catch wind of Tesla and what they were doing. And, and eventually I turned on to it as well. You know, that's my whole episode one story, if, uh, if you ever want to hear it. But anyway, this, this person and I go back a long ways, and it requires so much trust to do this uh, because the, the order goes through him. And he puts me on it, so you know if things go pear shaped, it's it's his it's his uh, it's his butt that's on the line a little bit too. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it, he he reached out, uh, he agreed to do this after the uh, you know he, he he reached out with this and and I I just didn't know what to say. I, I just I've I've thanked him as many times as I possibly can. And I have to say, at, at the the end, when the order was finally confirmed, because what we did, we did the whole thing over the phone. He, uh, I, I, we knew that or, that that it was going to go up soon. You know, after Elon's tweets last week, and we're just waiting, just waiting to to strike. Well, <laughs> as soon as possible, and we did that. And when the call came, I just remember I was waiting for that call, and and Sunday afternoon. At about three o'clock, I think it was, the phone rang with his name on the caller ID, and I, I looked at my wife and I said, "Here we go, here we go." And she, uh, she's—I'll be honest, she's not thrilled about <laughs> about the the performance model, but she understands. She, we've—I think we've kind of come to an understanding of, you know, she knows I've been working really hard for this, and and uh, it's it's been. It's a thing that uh, that means a lot to me, and you know, she <laughs> still. I don't know if she told me. She told me as far as uh, a, a ludicrous launch. She says you get one <laughs> with her in the car. She says, you get one, and then never again do, will you ever do that to me in the car. But um, yeah, so he called the we, and we walk through it. You know, it's it's uh, you select dual motor or performance, whatever you're, you're choosing. And then, uh, then you choose your, your, uh, so that's your drivetrain. And then you, you've got your paint, you've got your wheels, which on performance, you can choose the 20 inch silver sport wheels. Currently the only, uh, sport, the only 20 inch wheel offered. I, I really thought that the, uh, Sonic Carbon 20-inch sport wheel was going to be the one. I, I really did. After seeing it on Franz's car, and I told you I, that I heard about that being in Tesla's database uh, a while back, and I thought, okay, well, that's that's going to be the one they roll out with performance. But no, it is the it is the silver 20-inch wheel, which I'm totally fine with. It's beautiful. Uh, it's 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 exactly what was it, it's exactly what was on the original Alpha prototype, the silver Alpha prototype. So very stoked about that. Uh, and yeah, it, you know, we walked through it and, uh, the servers were getting hammered because who, you know, whoever, however many people, I don't know, got, got invited in that first wave to, to the updated configurator with, uh, with dual motor and performance in there. You know, some were choosing performance, no doubt. And some were choosing dual motor. The servers were just hammered. And in fact, the first time that we tried to put the order through, it failed, so I had to go back, do the whole thing again, but the second time it worked, um, and yeah, we we ended up we talked for an hour, like we just talked through every little thing 
very carefully. There was a, a I, and I had to say, I, I did it. I got a little choked up at the end of it. I don't know if he could tell on the phone. He's going to know now if he didn't know then, but like just, to, I, it really, it really meant a lot to me. Like it's, which I know you guys believe if you've been listening to me for any duration of time. I mean, this is even, even my DeLorean, you know, my first dream car that I was so lucky to get when I was not even 19 because I, the planets aligned, the values on DeLoreans were in the, were at their lowest point, really, I guess ever looking back on it now, historically. And it just worked out that that was able to happen. But that took about two years for me to sort of plan and figure out how to get a DeLorean as a as a as a teenager, and I did, and and that was a huge day for me. But you know, I, I remember the day I went and picked up my DeLorean after I'd agreed to, to buy it from the owner, the original owner, and and it was a huge day for me, and I remember it vividly. Uh, I didn't get choked up though because honestly, you know, I was too young. I didn't have. The, enough life experience for it to really emotionally matter to me, you know. Whereas now, you know, it's uh, there. I have I have enough life experience under the belt where I, I sort of know, you know, I've have a the, the stakes are so much higher now for for all of us. You know, we're we're adults with a lot of us with families, kids, you know, wives, husbands, partners, and and careers, and and all these things to manage. And uh, you know, for this, that this to me, it was. As you guys know, this is, it's never been just a car to me. It's always, it's been something more, something a lot more to me, uh, which is really what, that's, that's what, that's at the heart of my love and enthusiasm for Tesla in the first place. Because DeLorean was the same way. Like when I was a kid and saw Back to the Future, it was the car. But as I learned more and more about DeLorean's story and who DeLorean was and what he was trying to do, it became more to me. And I was so lucky to live that and get to enjoy that for the 12 years I had that car. And so here we are. Uh, and I'm so lucky to get to, to have another dream car, uh, have a, have a new dream car in the form of the model three. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's almost, it's, it was surreal when we were done and he's, and we put the order through and he sent me screen grabs of the configurator and, and everything in there and then forwarded me the, the, or, the email that said, your order is confirmed. And I checked my, um, that didn't come through till like the next day. So just to, cause I'm like paranoid, did it go through? Did it actually go through? And I looked in my, uh, credit card and sure enough, the $2,500, you know, de- reservation deposit to lock it in had gone through. So I was like, okay, I'm good. But, uh, yeah, it's just a unbelievable feeling. And, uh, I can't wait for all of you to experience it as well. Some of you already have met more and more of you every week, which is so great. Uh, but you know, now it's, so it's 12 to 16 weeks is the official estimate in the design studio. Uh, as, as you know, Elon had said, this will happen. The dual motor and performance cars will start being built as soon as the ramp hits 5,000 per week. It hit 3,500 per week on a on a prorated basis. They hit 500 a day in all zones at the end of this week. So moving closer towards that, making good progress on the production ramp. So here we go. The final part of the wait, which will inevitably be the hardest, I think. I mean, I feel like it's going to be because now it'll just get closer and closer and closer and more and more real. 
So I'll be keeping you guys updated, of course. And what's fun here, as I've said this before, but I hope you'll obviously stick with me because I, I think the podcast here, I like to think it's going to get better after I finally become a Tesla owner instead of, as I, as I always would say, that kid, that enthusiastic kid with his face pressed up against the, the glass window on the outside looking in. I, I think this shows this podcast is going to get better because I'll I'll be living with the car, driving it every day, you know, getting to get doing events with 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 the clubs and the community, and and I'll be able to share you know more just direct insights and uh, hands on impressions and and sort of just those that that day to day the little things really that that I can't give you now I, that I do my best to find for you. Uh, but, but I, I like to think it's, uh, it's hopefully going to get better. I mean, we're going to enter just a new, f- more fun phase of this podcast and, and I can't wait. I mean, I'm a little, I have to say, I'm a little terrified of paying for the thing. <laughs> you know, I, I did the math I had, I knew, I knew where I kind of was and, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I have, I have to admit I'm, 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 I have, I get anxiety from, I'm from time to time. I, I went through, I told you about, I went through so much anxiety last year with, with Maggie's passing and. And some uh, weird little health things that th- thankfully turned out to, to not be anything significant. But um, but even like after I ordered it, I started to get a little. I was like, wait, what if what if I get laid off in like two years and I have and I have car payments and oh my goodness. So, but you know, I guess at the end of the day, I you can try to plan for that as best you can financially, but you can't live like that, I guess. So I'm hopeful that uh, the the. I'll continue to have folks' support here on the podcast, and I'll continue to remain gainfully employed, uh, and and I'll uh, things will be okay. But uh, I am just once I and then I kind of once I sort of in, accepted that and and really just tried to turn my attitude back to like, wait, this is going to happen. I got so excited, and I'm I'm unbelievably thrilled. And there's uh, preparations are already underway. Uh, I want to shout out to my friend Michael from Milbray, who actually came over here. Uh, uh, he volunteered. He was just like, "Dude, I'm coming over, and I have a. I think I have a solution for your driveway situation." And sure enough, he he brought a bunch of planks of plywood and made a little just makeshift stack uh, in on the one side of my garage where I scraped me on the on the inside rather than the driveway outside. And sure enough, it was enough to get the car over without scraping, not only my car, but he bravely tested it on his own car. I told him like, dude, I, I don't want you to bottom out your car on my, like, I, I just, I'm, I'm terrified of this, but to his credit, he, he just grabbed the bull by the horns and, and proved that it worked. So his was actually the first model three ever in my garage. So Michael, thank you for, for, uh, taking a chance on that. And I'm so glad we didn't damage your car. Oh my goodness. But I still, I, I so I need to either figure out now, do I want to like have some, just that slightest bit of cement work, like just like make, get a little thing raised on the inside of the garage. Do I want to still try and do the driveway bit or both maybe? I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So the preparations now to start thinking about, okay, I already called my insurance agent to try and to get a quote. I'm waiting for that because I want to shop around on insurance, but oh, crazy week, huge. Uh, the day has finally come. So yeah, 12 to 16 weeks to go and, uh, I'll be keeping you guys updated. Now I want to actually segue next to a couple of clarifications 
from last week, again, I, I ask that you bear with me because I recorded, you know, I re-recorded that front end of the podcast at, at 12.30 in the morning last Saturday night slash Sunday morning, just mere hours before it needed to go live out to out to everybody. And uh, I thought there might be a few things I would need to clear up, and sure enough, there are. So uh, the white interior on the Model 3, it does not have a dark headliner. I was wrong about my interpretation of Elon saying black and white a couple of different times. They are simply two choices, black interior or white interior. It's not a black and white interior, uh, meaning, you know, white seats and, and black headliner. So the headliner is the same light color that the black interior has. Um, there's a picture of it that's been floating around that somebody grabbed a screen grab of the design studio, and you can check that out online. I, it looks great. Uh, you know, it's, it's not super far off from the white interior of the silver alpha prototype. That car had a totally white console as well. It is a black console still in the, uh, in the white interior final production model three. And then the other thing is uh, I had, I think, maybe just assumed, which we all know what assuming does, uh, that the Performance Model 3 would have red brake calipers, painted red brake calipers, like the other Performance Teslas. Well, it turns out it doesn't. The only thing actually visually designating the Performance Model 3 as of today as a Performance Model, because we have to assume there will, that, it, like the other, like the existing Model 3s, it will not have any badging at all. The only thing that's going to designate it really um, is the spoiler, which, which again is installed after delivery. It's not installed at the factory. Uh, they're not slowing down the line to, to throw on spoilers on the performance cars. They're going to have the service centers do it after the fact, which is fine. So there's that. And I, I mean, I suppose technically, because well, yeah, that's really the only thing because you can't buy it, at least as of now, and whereas you can actually buy the 20-inch sport wheels if you want and put them onto any Model 3. So um, so no red brake calipers, but I will tell you that I'm working on that because I want them to be there. Not just because I'm getting the car. I, I just think they look beautiful, and it's just a nice, subtle little way to indicate that it is a performance car without you know, screaming screaming it to the world with a badge on the back. I'm fine with no badge, but I really, I just love the look of that red brake caliper through that 20-inch sport wheel, which is exactly how it was on that original Silver Alpha prototype. So I'm working on it. Now, you wonder, Ryan, what do you mean by you're working on it? That's dumb. You're a podcast host. You can't do anything about that. Well, you may be right, <laughs> but um, it's, Elon Musk, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I'm just going to continue to enjoy it while it lasts. I'm not naive enough to think it's going to last forever, but Elon Musk has been a, uh, a busy CEO on Twitter. He's been tweeting a lot. That's basically what this whole show's about, or all the, all the news he made via his tweets. But I have been lucky enough to continue to have Elon Musk's attention on Twitter. So there are actually several, there's a, well, three or four things here to run you through. I'm going to run you through the topics that Elon and I discussed via Twitter. So I tweeted him saying, 
Total first world thing here, I realize, but it's not too late to add red brake calipers to the Performance Model 3. Please, it's a Tesla tradition now. There's really not much to tell it's a performance. Plus, the red calipers inside those 20-inch sport wheels look... And then I used fire emojis, because that's what the kids do. Elon was kind enough to reply to me. I, you know, I tried to appeal to his uh, sensibilities as a designer. We know Elon likes beautiful things, beautiful cars, beautiful products, not unlike the way Steve Jobs did. So I thought that might get his attention if I, if I said, it looks so good, you have to do it because it looks beautiful. Well, he did reply to me, and he said, Complexity is the devil. Words can't express how hard we are working on the Model 3 production ramp and trying to get to profitability. But we'll try. How about that? We'll try. Uh, so that's what I'm talking about when I say I'm working on it. I reached out. I mean, how, how crazy is it that I could order a car, give feedback on it immediately to the CEO of the company, and that CEO actually recognizes and responds to that feedback and then actually takes it under consideration? Name a comparable scenario, forget about cars, in any other industry that's on, the, on as big as the automotive world is. I love this guy. Elon Musk is, it's great. Like, it's just nuts that maybe, maybe it'll happen. Like, maybe my car will show up with red brake calipers on it, which I would be over the moon thrilled about. Is it a little thing? Yes. Because it's not, I mean, what, what is true, and I don't want to make too big a deal out of it, but, you know, it's, it's seemingly, theoretically, it's not, it's no parts cost for them. It's just, you have the, the black caliper, regular caliper pile, and then you'd have the, cal the pile of red brake calipers. We'll just put the red ones on. It's not actually a, a different part per se. So I'm hoping maybe, again, maybe I've appealed to his design sensibilities, and he'll see fit to put those red calipers on. Because remember, we have seen those. The, the cars that have been spotted that we thought were performance mules, and maybe they were, you know, between, uh, there was Franz's car, uh, there was one on the, tra that uh, Trevor Page from Model 3 Owners Club had caught on video from the Tesla, from the, the Fremont track, the test track. Uh, and I think maybe even one or two others as well. They all had red brake calipers. So I, that's what I thought. Well, of course, of course, that's why I thought the uh, the final car would have them. So we'll see. We'll see if it happens. And then it, the conversation wasn't over. Elon replied again to that, unprompted. I hadn't said anything. He unprompted said, also, not promising anything, but we might be able to increase Model 3 Performance's power output a little. <laughs> what? Yes! Whoa, that is awesome! A couple more ticks out of the performance version, maybe? He, you know, I, I, if it happens, I don't think we'd get anything crazy like seeing the car, you know, get under three seconds. But I think 3.2, maybe 3.3, couple of tenths might be realistic for what he's talking about there. But, you know, again, do note he was very careful in his wording to not promise anything. Very, very deliberate with his words. But still, how great is that? It's like he announced it and then like, three days later said, well, we might be able to get a little more out of it than what, than what I said, than the 3.5 second 0 to 60 time I gave originally. So we'll see what happens there. So let's continue. 
I then did reply. I said, thank you to both of these. My performance order is in, and I'd really love to see it delivered with those beautiful red brake calipers. I don't think we should have to pay another $2,300 from the Tesla store for them, because I went and looked them up. You can buy them for any S or X. You can buy red brake calipers from Tesla. $2,300. Plenty of people have just simply had them painted. Um, I don't know if I would bother in the sense of like just going to the trouble and the expense. I mean, this, this thing's already breaking the bank on me. So I just think that's how it should be. It's, it's, not, it's almost the principle of the thing. I mean, cost as well, don't get me wrong. But in any case, uh, let me get back to my tweet here. So I, I continued saying, a little more power would be icing on the cake too. And then I added a second tweet to that. I said, also, Elon, I ran out of room to say thank you, which I put in all caps, for you and the team's efforts to get through production hell and get these cars out the door and into our lives. I can't wait to never visit a gas station again. And he wrote back again. He said this, quote, thanks, Ryan. Critical feedback after you get the car would be much appreciated, no matter how nuanced. Like, what? He just addressed me by name. What just ha- what is happening? What is life? What is going on right now? <laughs> this is crazy. What is up? It's he's he keeps he keeps replying to me. I don't know how this is happening. And guess what? It still wasn't done. The next day, the next morning, because this previous conversation I was just telling you about, that was happening in the evening. The next day, he replies to again to this thread and says thanks again, have conveyed your words to the Tesla team who have been working crazy hard, really energizing, exclamation mark. And then a few unnamed Tesla employees, actually some of them were named because some of them emailed me. I'm just, I'm not going to tell you their names. It's not, a, it's fine. But some Tesla employees actually sent me a screen grab of the company-wide email that Elon Musk sent out with my tweet in it, my face, my Twitter, my name, my Twitter handle, and my words went out to the whole company as a as a as a motivator, basically, or a, a gratitude, an expression, I guess not a motivator, an expression of gratitude. This just like my head was just exploding at this point. You gotta the 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 stretch, this is like a 72-hour stretch, maybe even 48-hour stretch. Where it's like, through the generosity of a longtime friend, I've been able to order the car of my dreams, finally, after, you know, well over two years of just being on the list, and thinking about it, and dreaming about it, and trying to plan for it, and save for it for much longer than that, years before that. And now, like, so that's finally happened, and, and now I'm just going back and forth on Twitter with Elon Musk, who's taking who's taking my feedback into consideration about red brake calipers and who's, you know, taking my words of gratitude and blasting them out to the whole company. This is insane. This, I just can't even, it's, it's insane. Uh, and so I went ahead and wrote back to him uh, the, the end of the conversation here. I, I wrote back. I, I just felt, of course, I had to write back to that. I said, uh, and this is stuff I've all you know, said to you guys in, in, in not, maybe these exact words, but I told Elon, Tesla's work really does mean a lot to many of us. This isn't just a car to me, certainly. 
It represents a lot more, and I suspect it's the same for many other Tesla customers and fellow Model 3 reservation holders. Side note, thanks for being so receptive to feedback and ideas. And you know, I really do mean every word of that. I really, really do. I realized, what, what happened was I realized in that moment where I'm talking to Elon about brake calipers, like, like yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a super picky, detailed thing, which I know he is an attention to details kind of guy, and, and I am too. Like, I, you know, I'm, now I'm literally invested in this. But, you know, it's, and I care about it, but it's, I'm, we're ta- I realized in that moment that, that I was talking with Elon Musk about stuff that's pretty far removed from the gargantuan day-to-day task that he and everyone at Tesla, I know there are Tesla employees listening to this, all of you, have that you have this task in getting these cars built while louder and louder voices out there are metaphorically spitting on you, spitting on you at, at Tesla to try and trip you up as you run by them, as you try to do great things and try to make something great, they're out there just just uh, trying their worst to stop you or to slow you down. So I just I, I don't know, I had a I had a epiphany in that moment of that of that thought. And I just thought I, I would take a moment to really to just reset myself and go ahead and express a little bit of gratitude for those efforts right there while I seemingly had Elon Musk's attention. And I was just so flattered and honored that he responded to it. And, and you know, I don't, maybe I'm looking too far into this, but Elon seemed to genuinely appreciate that note. He really did. And that, that meant a lot to me. And here's the thing. I'm not done. It's still this it gets better. This whole thing gets better. Listen to this. So some one of the tweet storm elements that I wanted to cover on this week's show is the Model Y reveal. Uh, my friend Ben Sullins from Teslanomics, wonderful YouTube channel, very data-driven stuff he's doing over there. You should check it out. He tweeted Elon, because uh, Elon had said had been kind of been tweeting a lot all day. He gets to the end of the day and he just tweets out a thing, basically saying that he was feeling great, that he just was in a was in a great place in that moment. And Ben said, Ben, you know, took the opportunity as as I would do the same to ask him, well, how about how about Model Y? How about that Model Y unveil? And Elon revealed that the Model Y reveal may happen around March or so next year, which would seem to be. A slight delay, actually, from what Elon had originally suggested about maybe doing it later this year. Elon said, quote, we could unveil Model Y anytime from late this year to mid next year. So March 15th is about right, because he had previously like, just replied to Ben saying March 15th. And I wrote to him saying, are you serious? I can't tell. And he wrote back saying, no, I just made that up. But and then that tweet you know, saying that it is actually March 15th may end up being about right. It's sort of in the middle of the window that he gave. So mark your calendars. We will probably have a Model Y reveal in the spring of 2019. So that is going to be something awesome to look forward to, which of course will mean once the reveal happens, the reservations are almost certainly likely to be opened up as well. So 
Uh, remember that production not scheduled to start until late 20, or uh, pardon me, uh, just sometime early, early 2020, late 2019, if all stays on schedule, which, you know, you just never know, you have to assume that it will not. Manufacturing is hard, even as Tesla continues to get better at it. So just some information for you there. If you are interested in Model Y or depending maybe where you are on the Model 3 reservation list, if a Y, the, the, the SUV, the smaller SUV might suit you better than the sedan, you have to think about, well, do you want to maybe try and and go for the Y instead, depending, you know, if it's, if it's, you're only waiting maybe six to 12 more months, there's not a ton of information there yet. It's tough to make a real educated decision for yourself, but that's at least a data point for you, uh, to, to, uh, to consider as you, as you decide which Tesla you're going to buy, whether you want to do the model three or, or what might, if the Y might, might make more sense for you, that reservation is likely to be opened up uh, in, uh, in under a year's time and basically, yeah, maybe 10 or so months from now, still not quite done. (laughs) There was one other thing between Elon Musk and I this week, which was really the, the, the cherry on top of this whole thing. The dream, my friends of Elon Musk appearing on this podcast may yet come true there there is it is i think we have to upgrade it from pipe dream to actual possible real thing that could happen maybe so i took another shot at inviting elon onto this podcast as i've tried before while we were you know in that model y thread while i had his attention i said uh, it was after he he gave the he clarified the March fifteenth thing that the tweet I just read you. I said to him, "Excellent timing on this tweet. I'm putting together my show notes for this week's episode of my Tesla podcast right now, which I actually was, believe it or not. If there's any week you can spare thirty to sixty minutes to talk design, video games, and your life, I'd be thrilled to meet you in Palo Alto or Fremont for an interview." And he actually replied. Elon Musk replied to that. He said, maybe after you get your Model 3, we can talk about what you like and what needs to be improved. What? What? Is this real life right now? I don't know if you've, you've seen that YouTube video of the, the kid who's uh, got the, what well, I think he's, he's got the, the gas from the dent, you know, the, the, the sedatives from the dentist and he's like, you know, it's this kid said, is this real life? Well, that I was that kid the other night. <laughs> is this real life? So stay tuned for that uh, later this summer. Maybe? I don't know. Um, what I'll point out here, besides the fact that that's unreal, is that that's the second time in this whole thing where, where I've been uh, able to get Elon's attention it's the second time that he's told me that he's interested in my feedback about the car. I'm not sure exactly why me, why, why, <laughs> I can't explain that, but I would absolutely be thrilled to meet with him to talk about the car after it arrives and I've had some time with it. Uh... And, and there's one other takeaway from this. If an interview never happens, which I have to assume that it won't, 
Yes, do I want you're out there, Ryan? Ryan, be optimistic. Yes, I am optimistic. I I want it to, but I I'm not. It is not a done deal. It is not set in stone. A lot can happen in 12 to 16 weeks. <laughs> you know, who knows? His his mood may change. He may not want to talk to a random Tesla podcaster from the internet, even though that person's also a customer. I mean, that's <laughs> it's a little above and beyond the, the call. But, you know, it. what I can say with a pretty high degree of confidence now that I couldn't say before is that Elon Musk has to at least be aware of this podcast now, which is which is utterly mind-boggling to me. He probably hasn't listened to it because I imagine, I have to imagine that everything I've heard about Elon Musk is, I have to think that even when he's in transit from home to work or in the air from Hawthorne to Fremont or vice versa, he's probably working. Like if he's, whether he's on the plane or, or on his way to work at SpaceX down in LA, uh, he's probably working. But the idea that he knows this podcast exists, when I started this almost three years ago now by myself, just because I wanted to talk passionately about Tesla and maybe other people would want to hear that, that is insane to me that he that he knows this exists. You could even say it's ludicrous. Sorry, I had to. You had you got to give me that one. But my goodness, what? So what a week for me, as, uh, as you can see there, uh, just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. So you know, Elon Musk could, could, be, I, could be a guest on this show in four months from now. It is possible. It, it is actually, because remember, he's a guy, he's not one to just sort of blow smoke like that. Like, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying he'll do it. But he is the kind of person where when he says stuff, he he often follows through and actually does it. Look at the candy company thing from recently. Like, I 100% believe that there will be a Tesla candy in the not-too-distant future. Uh, and he's done it a million other times with a million other things. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this was my wild ride this week. It's been an absolutely just one of the most thrill not not one the most thrilling week of my Tesla life since I first fell in love with Tesla in 2009. I mean this has been wild. Uh, just just wild. All right. So uh gosh, wow. It's already been 38 minutes and I've been talking way too much about me. Uh so again, hopefully it's if you're new to the show, if you're listening to this for the first time, it's not normally like this. I don't inject myself into the into this. I don't I don't want to make it about me. Uh, but I hope you'll forgive me that I felt this were extenuating circumstances. So do forgive me. Uh, and let's move on to more from Elon on Twitter that didn't involve me. Some big news: Supercharger V3, the big upgrade to the superchargers is now back on our radars after Elon just uh, gave us all a, a ping on that radar. He tweeted, quote, we'll probably unveil next-gen supercharger in late summer. Major improvements all around. 
So uh, I suspect they'll probably start this rollout on the coasts and move inland just as they did with the superchargers themselves when the, when the chargers themselves initially rolled out. I'll tell you, it's going to be very interesting to see not only exactly what these new superchargers are capable of, but uh, which cars can use, uh, use them. Who can utilize them, if any of the existing fleet? Or if it's going to be, there's going to be a hard line drawn and it's going to be only cars built after a certain time that hasn't come yet. Maybe it has. I don't know. So a lot to be, a lot of questions yet to be answered there, but it's good to have an update on that because Elon hadn't really talked about the next generation supercharger system for a while. Uh, so let's, fingers crossed, I cannot wait to see, you know, because supercharging from from everybody I, I read about, you know, many, many, many accounts people have posted on the forums and, and just people in my personal life that own Teslas that I've spoken with, it's, you know, it's a, it's a perfectly fine experience now. It doesn't take crazy long, but if it's going to get quicker, yes, that's who, who doesn't want that. That sounds fantastic. Can't wait to find out more about this. Next up this week, do you remember the red Model 3, the rolling mule prototype, the one that wasn't actually functioning. It was just a, a body, basically, uh, rolling on, on wheels. Well, it had different wheels than the other two pr- functioning prototypes. The matte black car had the 21-inch aero wheels. The silver alpha prototype with the white interior had the 20-inch silver sport wheels. And this rolling red mule had 20-inch almost literal turbines, like even more literal of a turbine, the the word turbine than the turbines on the S and the X. Just a, a, you know, a tweak on that. If you're not, if it's not coming to you as I describe it, just give it a Google, and I'll bet. Uh, maybe just Google like Model Three reveal, and I'll bet that shows that'll pull pull up those cars right away. So as we know, Tesla made the arrows that we saw that night in 18-inch form, and they are obviously the default wheels that that come with the car standard. Then the sport wheels got manufactured as well in 19-inch form, and now. They're also available in 20-inch form. Well, it now looks like that those turbines from that red rolling mule are going to get made as well. Elon was asked, any update on these? With a picture of said wheels. And Elon replied saying, quote, we'll do it later this year. Too much on plate right now. We'll be available as an upgrade from service. So seeming to indicate there. Don't expect it in the design studio anytime soon, if ever, but it's going to be a thing where you can go ahead and order it the way that you can the 20-inch sport wheels now. Again, the, of course, now the only, the, you can order the 20-inch sport wheels with uh, uh, voice crack. That was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't edit this stuff. I just, you know, I'm just, I keep it very natural on this show. Uh, the 20-inch sports are available in the design studio with performance, but otherwise available for anyone who owns a Model 3 on the uh, online Tesla shop. And that $4,000 price that they're, uh, you know, available in the store includes installation and, and the uh, those additional suspension bits that you need. 
and tires. All right, so I tell you, I I heard this, and I mean it's it's great. I think I'm I tell you, I'm not personally a fan of those. I I really the sport wheels were the ones that just grabbed me right away on March 31st, 2016, and I was so glad that those got made right out of the gate. And obviously, as you guys know, extra glad that the 20-inch version of those did in, indeed get made. Um, you know, the turbines, I'm not a huge fan of, which is weird because I actually, I love the turbines on the Model S and the Model X. I love them. I think they are gorgeous. But for some reason, these turbines don't quite do it for me. But you know, hey, car wheels, in my humble opinion, are like jewelry. They're extraordinarily subjective. A lot of folks really do like those wheels, and I'm definitely glad they're going to get made. More choices are better. I suppose really the only question, besides when, he just says later this year, but the only real question is whether or not, or, or rather whether they're going to be made in 19-inch format or 20-inch format. I doubt it's going to be 18, and I doubt they would offer them in more than one size. So I think it's probably going to be one wheel, 19 or 20. If I were placing a bet, I would bet on them being optional 20-inch wheels, if, uh, especially if they're only going to be sold in the online shop. I suspect they're probably going to be 20. So uh, if you like those wheels, just uh, start start saving because unfortunately you are sounds like you are going to have to buy them after the fact. You're not going to be able to order them with your car, which means uh, you're going to have two sets of wheels. Now, I guess you, know, you could recoup some of that cost by potentially... And just ordering your car with the 18-inch arrows and trying to sell those. Maybe to somebody that has 19s or 20s that wants to use the 18s as winter tires. Potentially something like that. So just food for thought for you on there. But if you do like those turbines, good news, they are coming, which is excellent. Next up this week, it looks like that we might be getting more in-car entertainment to keep us all busy at supercharger stops. Elon saying on Twitter, just soliciting, uh, throwing this question out there saying, we're going to include some fun games as hidden Easter eggs in Tesla S, X, and 3. What do you think would be most fun in a car using the center touchscreen? So this invited many responses, obviously. Uh, I chimed in, didn't get a response on this one, but that's okay. He's no doubt just soliciting feedback. You remember that the thing that I was trying to keep in mind here, because obviously you know, a lot of people were just sending him real uh, out there suggestions, things that, that I know for a fact, you know, I work in the games industry. I know how a lot of this stuff can work. You can't get too crazy with this because of licensing. You can't just put any game you want on there. Uh, Tesla's going to have to choose, you know, either create their own games or maybe do some kind of, more or less public domain kind of stuff. So I suggested Hangman could be fun on the center, the center touchscreen. You know, you could just you could just draw with your finger, and uh, or maybe even it even maybe it provides the the you know the the base part of it, and then you know you just draw in draw in the bits or the letters or whatever. So Hangman could work. Uh, I thought electric vehicle themed crossword puzzles could work. They could load in a bunch of those and you could, you could do that. Trivia games could be good as well. 
Uh, all I was just trying to think of things that they couldn't get sued for that would also work well for one to four players in the car on a big touchscreen. So if you've got any ideas, call in. I'd love to hear them. Uh, send those in. Let's let's maybe we maybe we can crowdsource some awesome game ideas that the uh, the Tesla software team can build in to the touchscreens on all three cars. Speaking of amenities, be they superchargers or <laughs> games in your car built into the touchscreen, another amenity is on the way soon. Elon was asked, Elon, any chance of adding air compressors at superchargers to fill up our tires? And the person posted a picture of one tire, you know, the tire pressure monitoring system, showing one of their tires slightly low on pressure. And Elon replied saying, quote, good point. Yeah, we will do that for the bigger locations, which is excellent news. That is absolutely something that should be there. I've heard from owners over time that a windshield cleaner squeegee, you know, the thing like that the, the sits in the cleaner, then you, you, you know, squeeze it out and then drag it across your windshield that you see at the gas station. They need those too. That would seemingly, that would be a super helpful thing at superchargers because of course, if you're at a supercharger, you're almost certainly on a road trip. You're probably taking a lot of bugs on the screen, uh, on the, on the windscreen. And the superchargers, to my understanding, don't have those windshield squeegees, but gas stations do. And nobody wants to go over to a gas station once you've got a Tesla. So, uh, Elon, if you're out there, please throw that on the list as well, alongside the air compressors. Next news item this week, I told you, it's, it's a busy one. We, we are just getting started, by the way. I've got a full complement of Ride the Lightning hotline calls coming up after this. Uh, so this is, uh, this is a long episode. It's just, it's, they've been long episodes. There's just too much to talk about. Too much fun to be had. Uh, remote Tesla Ranger service appears to be on the way soon. Here's another tweet from Elon saying, quote, we'll soon enable Tesla owners to request service from their phone with a few taps. Tesla Ranger will come to you to take care of your car. No need to bring the car in yourself and zero paperwork. Elon was asked, will the Ranger argue with you about whether the rattle in the dashboard is real? And Elon addressed that in, a, in the most Elon way possible, saying, we're working on allowing you to use your phone in the car when you hear a rattle or squeak and pinpoint the origin by acoustic signature and triangulation. That's awesome. I, I would love to have some squeak finder tech in my car. Now, hopefully my car is not going to have any squeaks or rattles. I don't wish that on anyone. Uh, my Infinity has a, has a squeak now. It's developed over the last like six months or so. And I know like if it's just not worth the cost of having the mechanic tear apart the dashboard to find it and fix it when I know that uh, I've only got so much time left with this car. But hopefully none of our cars will have squeaks or rattles. But squeak finder technology would be pretty darn cool to uh, for Tesla to roll out. Next up this week, really the the biggest story of all this week was a braking issue. You may have heard about this because the Fudsters were all over this. They pounced on this instantly. I've never seen them react this quickly, this forcefully. It was absurd 
what was going on with this. And there is a legitimate story here. It's not just fake news or, or any exaggeration. Consumer Reports dinged the Model 3 in its, in its recommendations because in their braking tests, they, uh, so basically they, f they did not give Model 3 a recommendation currently uh, on the back of these braking results that they had. They said, quote, the Tesla's stopping distance of 152 feet from 60 miles an hour was far worse than any contemporary car we've tested and about seven feet longer than the stopping distance of a Ford F-150 full-sized pickup. Elon took to Twitter to address this, saying, quote, very strange. Model 3 is designed to have super good stopping distance, and other reviewers have confirmed this. If there is vehicle variability, we will figure it out and address. May just be a question of firmware tuning, in which case can be solved by an over-the-air software update. Even if a physical upgrade is needed to the existing fleet, we will make sure all Model 3s have amazing braking ability at no expense to customers. He wasn't done. He, he, a little while later, he came back saying, quote, looks like this can be fixed with a firmware update via the, uh, the ABS calibration algorithm, he said. We'll be rolling that out in a few days. With further refinement, we can improve braking distance beyond initial specs. Tesla won't stop until Model 3 has better braking than any remotely comparable car. Also, Consumer Reports has an early production car. Model 3 now has improved ride comfort, lower wind noise, and many other small improvements. We'll request that they test current production, end quote. But as I said, the Fudsters, as I've taken to calling them, just pounced all over this. It really just made me shake my head and sigh. They were all over it instantly, uh, instantaneously. I saw it all over Twitter, all over Electrek comments. Uh, even after Elon addressed it, these folks were trying to make it sound like the Model 3 literally couldn't stop and was a death trap. It just, all I could do was sigh, honestly. All I could do was sigh. It, it was a, a real unfortunate thing. Like, Yes, there was a, an issue identified. Bravo on Consumer Reports, by the way, for doing exactly what Consumer Reports does, looking out for consumers and noting, hey, there was a problem here. With, there's, there's a less than satisfactory result on a safety feature of this car. And to his credit, Elon addressed it immediately, jumped all over it, said, you know, we'll take care of it no matter what, even if we have to recall the entire fleet. And uh, now the the fix, in fact, the the update for this may have may have already gone out to some of you with Model Threes by the time you hear this phone call or this podcast rather. So uh, great to see, you know, great response, just great job all around, great job Consumer Reports, good job Elon, good job Tesla team. This is exactly the kind of thing that we want to see on both sides of the table, both with the. The, uh, the media side, I know Consumer Reports isn't media per se, but just uh, just good all around here. Finally, one there's one last Elon Musk tweet I wanted to read to you from this week before we move on to the Ride the Lightning hotline. I know I'm already, gosh, almost an hour deep into this show. So um, I know I've talked in the, a lot in the past about respecting your time. This is going to end up being a 
at least a 90 minute episode. Just as I sit here recording it, you obviously already know how long it is. But um, I just note, I am, I am very conscious of that. Again, special case episode, <laughs> crazy episode. We'll get back to, we'll get back to the usual hour or so episodes starting next week. But anyway, Elon did say at one point, I really, after all, after most of this, he said, just wanted to say thanks to all Tesla supporters. I damn well love you. And that was, uh, that was just great to read that again, it seemed like he was in a, he was in a good place in that moment where he just was feeling good about the love and the support, um, which, you know, I'm happy to have, to have been part of that, that he, that he heard. So Elon, if you're out there, uh, I look forward to interviewing you later this summer after I get my car. And there are so many of us here that are rooting for you, that are, that are behind you. Like, yeah, if there's something that needs to be called out, we'll call it out, but we'll call it out in a, in a constructive way and, uh, try to, you know, help make things better always. But we're, uh, we're, we're your cheerleaders. We're rooting for you because if Tesla wins, the world wins. Uh, all of us win. Our kids win because we're, they're in safe, safer cars. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to go on a whole big diatribe here and just make this longer, but love seeing that, that tweet from Elon. Love seeing him feel good on that. All right. Let me come right back here. Quick breather. And I'll be right back with the Ride the Lightning Hotline. All of your excellent phone calls ready to go right after this. Let's dive right into the Ride the Lightning Hotline. Your time to shine. Your questions, your comments, your discussion topics for this podcast. I encourage you to participate in this. Uh, you can send in your question one of two ways. Please try to keep your question to about a minute, minute and a half tops. That would be fantastic. Uh, the ways to reach me are twofold with this. You can either use your smartphone's built-in voice recorder, just record something on there, email that file to teslapodcast at gmail.com, or you can call and leave a message by dialing up the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's a toll-free number, and that number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And hey, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Let's kick it off with Josh in Virginia, who heard the news about my Model 3 order and has what is a very good question about that that uh, will apply to all of us out there. So, Josh, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. This is Josh from Virginia. I appreciate everything you do with IGN and now with Ride the Light. My question is, uh, do you have any planned modifications to be done to your Tesla? Um, for instance, I already ordered a wireless phone charger, the Jetta. So I'm looking forward to receiving that. I also plan to uh, probably modify the Piano Black Center console. It just looks like a uh, fingerprint magnet. So I was wondering if you had any uh, plan modifications uh, before you get your car. Thanks. Great question here, Josh. I am actually planning to do exactly those same two things that you mentioned. My Jada wireless charging pad should be here any day now, actually. And as I think I mentioned on uh, last week's or the week before show, I'm going to see about testing it out in Michael from Milbray's car 
if he will allow it. And uh, with regard to the center console, while, while I don't yet have my own car, obviously, I have heard more than enough reports from other people who've taken delivery that this is clearly an issue to a lot of folks. Uh, quite frankly, honestly, like I'm surprised that Tesla hasn't already made a change on their side. I hope that they will. I really, really hope that they will. But if they don't, by the time my delivery happens, I fully intend to do the very same thing you're talking about, the you know a satin or stealth clear wrap. Uh, I want the same color and the same look just without the gloss and without the fingerprinting and the scratching that can come along with that. I'm actually, I'm a pretty stock guy. Otherwise, I'm not a big mods guy, at least visual mods. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I have no intention to change the look of the car too much. I, I love the car how it is. It's, you know, but of course, everybody, hey, hey, go to town, whatever, whatever makes you happy. It's a car. It's, it is a form of self-expression, your car, at least in my opinion. And, but I was kind of, I think this is just kind of my personality. I was this way with my DeLorean too. I, my DeLorean was very original looking, like it was kept very stock from a, from an aesthetic perspective. I, I guess, I guess I just have a, a plain guy kind of personality. Next up is Albert from Miami, who uh, is, is doing a little cross shopping. And I think this is something that again, could be a good topic of discussion, could be food for thought for a lot of folks. So Albert, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, it's Albert from Miami. Hey, listen, just looking at Tesla's website for used Model S's, and I see there's a used Model S P85D with only eight, well, only 18,600 miles on it for 78.5. That's about the price of a Model 3 with the uh, with the dual motor and all this other stuff. I think it's a much better buy, I really do. It's a bigger car, a nicer car, similar to the car I'm driving, and uh should really think about this real hard. Bye. Hi Albert. There are definitely pluses and minuses to this either way. The P eighty five D is bigger, yes, much more cargo capacity, twice as much cargo capacity. It's got two screens up front instead of one, including that larger 17-inch display. It has free unlimited lifetime supercharging, and its performance slightly tops the P3D. By the way, I think if unless anybody objects, I'm going to just start calling the performance model the P3D. Uh, I can't think... I'm open to better suggestions, but performance three dual, uh, right? Because, you know, you could go P3LRD, but... They're, the performance won't be offered in the short-range battery. So I think we can just go with P3D. <laughs> anyway, um, the thing is, the P85D, though, compared to the P3D, uh, does have quite a bit less range. It also only has autopilot one, so it's never going to evolve past where it is now, really. Which, don't get me wrong, still super useful. And it's also got the older MCU processor in it for the touchscreen. And I will say, just for some people, including me, because I have a tiny garage door opening and I live in super tight San Francisco, the smaller car is actually a benefit to me. So, to each their own, certainly. But yes, I, I will tell you, I think, I think that a used P85D is a pretty viable alternative 
to a P3D that you can take delivery of immediately. You can go get one right now. So, um, yeah, it's always always good to have options. Tesla, even within the Tesla family, you got a pretty comparable option right there. Next is Ken from Denver wanted to discuss performance and air suspension. Ken, let's talk. Hey, Ryan, this is Ken from Denver. I wanted to discuss the performance version of the Model 3 and the air suspension. I was surprised by the idea that the performance version would come out without air suspension. I assume that means that future versions will have air suspension and the early ones won't, but wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that and see, I don't know if it's a manufacturing constraint or why they would introduce performance without air suspension. Thanks for the show. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, Ken, from what Elon has inferred on Twitter, it's solely because of manufacturing complexity. The fact that he said probably next year for air suspensions, uh, to me, means it's, it's not on their immediate radar. I'm no expert in performance cars. Let me make that abundantly clear. This will be my first one of any sort. And I suppose maybe on some level, it's like karmic uh, retribution for driving the wonderful but woefully inadequate in the performance department DeLorean for so many years, a car that uh, unfortunately could never, never match its performance to its looks. But anyway, what I started to say was that, you know, like I said, I'm not an expert in performance cars, but I have heard a number of folks in the Tesla community say that they're actually excited about the performance of the P3D having a standard non-air suspension because it may give the P3D a more direct road feel, which to many is a very desirable characteristic in a performance car. It's going to be, it'll be really interesting to compare the P3D to both the rear-wheel drive three and the dual motor three. It's it's going to be really cool to to see and feel the differences in each of the three variants. Let's go next to Matt over in Fremantle, Western Australia. Wants to talk a little bit of Model Y. Let's do that, Matt. Hey Ryan, this is Matt from Fremantle, Western Australia. I was wondering if you could explain to those of us who are unaware. What exactly the Model Y is supposed to be? What kind of car? What's a similar car that exists right now that is fulfilling that role? And why Elon wants to go with this kind of car as opposed to just getting a ute or pickup truck, I believe they're called over in the US, because I think there'd be more market for a pickup truck. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Matt. I am happy to chat about this. In short, the United States is absolutely crazy for SUVs. They're the best-selling vehicles in this country. Tesla has the Model X, of course, but as we all know, that's a pretty expensive vehicle. And as you also know, it's even more expensive than the S. So the Y is designed to move Tesla down market in what is the most lucrative vehicle class in the United States. You're right. Pickup trucks are also hugely successful here. Don't get me wrong. But from what little Elon has said about the pickup, it appears to me that the truck might be a bit more of a technology challenge. I mean, I got to figure that it's going to require a big battery in that thing, because if you're going to if you're going to haul stuff, you're going to need plenty of juice to haul around all that that weight. And Elon also mentioned, remember, when, when he's talked about the, the pickup, a special technology 
that we've kind of speculated before about, but you know, here in the in the Ride the Lightning Hotline, but we don't know exactly what he means by that. So the roadmap as we know it today is Model 3 now, semi-truck next, that'll be a new market to conquer, the Roadster after that, the smackdown of ICEs forever, the Model Y, and then the pickup. That seems to be the the path that we're on. So hold tight, pickup will be coming, but uh, not quite right away. Next up is Matorshin. I think I may be mispronouncing that. Please forgive me if I if I did. He uh, he comes by way of the aforementioned Ben Sullins. Thanks for for checking out the podcast. Wanted to talk about the Model 3 seat revision that I mentioned last week. So Matershin, go ahead. Hey Ryan, this is Matershin from Toronto, Canada. I love your podcast. It was recommended by Ben Solens on YouTube. Uh, I have two questions for you today. The first one is why the new Model 3s out of production have wider seats and what's your opinion on it? I saw this on like Tesla YouTube channel, when they got their new Model 3, they were going to put the TE Sportline seat covers and they found out that those seats were wider than previous Model 3s. And the second question is, when do you think uh, SpaceX will send their first manned mission to Mars? And I'd love to hear your thoughts on these questions. Uh, bye. Well, Matarshan, first of all, thank you for giving this podcast a try. I absolutely adore Ben. He is awesome, and his content is expert level. Now, to your questions, I addressed this a bit last week, but the seat change is likely for no other reason than durability, which is not unlike the switch from the Alcantara headliner material to the premium textile, which we learned uh, recently was not sticking to the A-pillar properly. Tesla was probably noticing some premature wear on the early release candidate cars' seats. Those are going to be the cars with the most used seats. You got engineers just in and out of those cars all day over many, many thousands upon thousands of test miles as well. So, so you figure that's probably what led them to make this subtle change. It wouldn't surprise me if they end up replacing the seats in the first few thousand production cars, if indeed those those seats end up developing any earlier than expected problems for the consumers. Now, that's just me guessing based on Tesla's track record with this kind of stuff. As to SpaceX going to, Mar- going to Mars, I have to confess, I don't pay attention to SpaceX stuff anywhere near as closely as I do Tesla. I do follow it, don't get me wrong. The, the Falcon Heavy launch and the, the two boosters landing side by side was literally one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen in my life, but, um, you know, I, I don't really know to answer your question. I, I figure SpaceX has got to do their moon mission first. Remember, there were a, a couple of folks that are anonymous thus far that paid some fortune to go up and orbit the moon with SpaceX. So, you know, who knows? We're probably a decade out, maybe something like that from a from a manned Mars mission, maybe more. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. But go SpaceX. That's all I can say about that. Anthony in nearby Brisbane, California, notes uh, that the dash cam situation might be something Tesla should look into. Anthony, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. This is Anthony in uh, Brisbane, California. I've called once before. Um, Just wanted to bring up a thing that I've been thinking about. Um, I've been seeing posts uh, from New Model 3 owners and others um, complaining about 
you know, people bumping into their cars, uh, and especially with that, that painted nose instead of a regular bumper on the Model 3, it's, it looks particularly painful. Uh, but, you know, people sort of bumping into their cars and then just taking off. Um, I've seen a few of these already and, and was wondering, you know, with all the cameras already on the car for uh, enhanced autopilots, um, why Tesla doesn't just release a software update that allows them to act as a security recording when the car is parked. Um, you know, it seems like they might as well put the cameras to use when, when the car is not in use and, and help identify bad actors. And that really could be one heck of a security advantage that really no other car would have. Um, you know, I'm thinking if, if they implemented a feature like this, uh, it could make Tesla not only the safest car on the road, but also the most secure, uh, which would be really cool. Um, and it might even make them more favorable to insurance companies since you would likely be you know, logging the exact date and time any damage occurred and probably be you know, capturing the license plate number of the car that hit you and recording you know, the face of a vandal or a thief or something. Anyway, my, you know, it's sort of something that my smart doorbell already does, right, has a camera uh, that alerts me anytime motion is detected uh, or when someone rings it. And so this seems like something that you know, technically ought to be totally achievable, you know, a feature that they could absolutely do with just a software update if they just wrote, you know, wrote it to work that way. Anyway, I, I thought I'd flag that. It was an idea that had been bumping around in my head and see if anyone, uh, either you or anyone in the community had heard, um, you know, rumblings about this or related features Maybe this is something, you know, we'll see as part of the upcoming Tesla fleet implementation. I don't know. Anyway, um, love the show. Keep it up. Um, great work and um, look forward to hearing more. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling in, Anthony. And the good news is that, yes, we have heard rumblings of this twice. Elon Musk on two occasions has said that this is something that's on their roadmap. He offered no more than that either time. But it is a feature that I think we're likely to get. Because uh, note that not all of Elon's tweets end up becoming features. We, we never did get that SDK after all. But uh, most of the time, if he says something on Twitter, it does eventually happen. So uh, I agree with you, by the way. I would love to see it sooner rather than later because it would be cool if you, could, if you could flag any clips that you needed for maybe uploading to the Tesla app on your phone or may, and or your My Tesla account on your computer. So fingers crossed that we get that dash cam feature in the not-too-distant future. Let's go next to our friend from the Netherlands. It's Ramey. He also wants to talk a little Tesla pickup. Ramey, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. This is Ramey, your friend from the Netherlands. I wanted to add a quick bet on what is under the tarp in the Tesla promotional video. I actually think it's the Tesla pickup. No one has, uh, I haven't seen anyone say this, but I actually do think that because of the kind of weird shape, um, if you look at it closely, I think it's a pickup. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but uh, if there's any betting on this, that's what I would bet for. Thank you very much for taking my call. Keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to your next episode. Ramey, it's always great to hear from you because not only do you always have good calls, but there is something about the birds chirping away from wherever you always call in from that just, I, I'm serious, it makes me feel very serene and very happy every time I hear it. It's so relaxing. Uh, anyway, I, I have to say, I would politely bet against you on this one for two reasons. Number one, 
As I mentioned last week, I think that this vehicle is sitting way too low to be a pickup, uh, that, that, that thing. So there's that. Number two, more to the point, given the product roadmap that I just talked about uh, on, that, on that last call there, the last call or two, uh, I, I got to figure, I have my doubts that the pickup even exists on anything but a napkin in Franz von Holzhausen's desk drawer at this point. Could I be very, very wrong about that? Yes, <laughs> I could absolutely be very wrong about that. But regardless, uh, it's gonna be fun to look back on this in some months or years from now when we eventually learn what that vehicle under that tarp actually was. Thank you, Ramey. Next up, we've got Steve in Seattle uh, who is getting a little nervous for good reason about his Model 3. Steve, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, Steve Worth, Seattle, Washington. I love your show. I've listened to a lot of Tesla podcasts out there, and for sure yours is the best one. Um, I'm a day one reservation holder for Model 3. I ordered my car on April 15th, and uh, the reason I'm calling is I ordered my car six-plus weeks in advance of the Washington State sales tax exemption expiration, which is happening on May 31st. Um, and I'm just a little frustrated because it's been almost five weeks and I've had heard nothing from Tesla. Um, still love the company, still love, I'm an investor, still love Elon, think everything's great. But just calling to, I guess, vent. Um, still super excited about the car, but you know, there's people all over the country getting their cars that ordered after me and it's just a little frustrating. Anyway, keep up the good work. Take care, bye. Steve, I can understand this frustration. Tesla obviously knows about the Washington State situation. Have you been able to get any updates at all on your car? Anything? Uh, I mean, by the time this airs, it's going to be very down to the wire, but I would try everything. I would call. I would email. I would tweet at Elon because you never know. Just fire all of your bullets here because you've got nothing to lose, or I guess I suppose... The point is to do that stuff so that hopefully you don't lose out on this state incentive. Steve, best of luck to you. Uh, hopefully I'm going to get some good news back from you in a follow-up. Two more calls. We've got Dennis from Wisconsin replying to Tim uh, from last week who had called in about sending his Model 3 to Australia. So Dennis, what can you say about that? Uh, hi, Ryan. This is Dennis from South Central Wisconsin. I want to comment on Tim from Toronto's question about taking his Tesla, he didn't say specifically Model 3, but Tesla, to Australia with him. And I wanted to um, relate, and you should be able to relate to this also, you being a former DeLorean owner, I am a current DeLorean owner of some 23 years. And one of the issues that uh, DeLorean owners that live in Australia had, up until the car was 30 years old, was that it had to be converted to right-hand drive. And there were no exclusions to that. Uh, once the 30-year rule uh, exemption uh, came, then the floodgate of those cars uh, opened up. And anyway, so uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the plug. It's just uh, Australian law. 
uh, in order to be able to register the vehicle and make it loadable. Thank you. Dennis, it is great to hear from a fellow DeLorean owner. I mean, well, actually, I guess I'm not an owner anymore, but nevertheless, 23 years, that is awesome. It's funny, I'd actually just recently been thinking that I would be coming up on 19 years of owning the DeLorean, if I still had mine. I made it to 12, but uh, anyway, thank you for this call, because you are correct. I knew about that right-hand drive rule, but I forgot it entirely until you mentioned it, and the reason I remember it is because I, I sort of lived it myself, in a sense. Dennis is correct. A, a flood of DeLoreans actually got bought and imported into Australia by, by folks once the cars turned 30. Not like a mass group buy kind of thing, but just once that law, once that restriction had ended, that uh, the 30-year mark was crossed, uh, people in Australia started buying DeLoreans because they could bring them in as is without having to spend a fortune to convert them to right-hand drive. In fact, my DeLorean was one of those cars. It got bought by a gentleman in Adelaide. So, uh, Tim, if you're still out there, more food for thought for you on this with regard to importing your Model 3. And uh, I also, by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Mike from New Hampshire, who also had called in about this, but I thought it might be a little redundant to play two calls on the same topic here, saying more or less the same thing, especially with how long this episode is as it is. But uh, thank you, Dennis. And again, shout out to Mike from New Hampshire. And I want to close the Ride the Lightning hotline this week by just wishing a congratulations to longtime Ride the Lightning hotline caller, Mike from Boston. He called and he left me a little note. He finally got his VIN number and his Model 3 delivery is imminent. It's happening this week. So, Mike, congratulations. Super happy for you. That is great news. Looking forward to more calls from you from your Model 3. That's going to be awesome. Again, if you want to participate in the Model 3, and rather in the Ride to Lightning hotline, I would love it if you would do so. I'd love to hear from you. You can record your question on your smartphone and then email the file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com or you can call the Ride the Lightning hotline and just leave a message. It's a toll-free call. It's very simple. And that number, again, is 1-888-989-8752. Be right back with some parting thoughts for you right after this. Before I go, I wanted to mention the usual friends of the show. You've got Abstract Ocean. Find them at abstractocean.com. Great selection of Tesla accessories over there. The tempered glass screen protectors, the Roadster-style T-E-S-L-A lettering that you can put on the back of your car, just like Franz von Holzhausen. Uh, the puddle lights, which are extremely popular. I want to do those on my car. I think I'm going to do the original... Model 3 logo, the three horizontal lines. I think that's the way I want to go on that one. We'll see. But uh, So they've got the coupon code, of course, 20% off of your first order by using the coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout. That's RTLPODCAST as all one word there. Uh, Immaculate Reflections. I got to see if I can uh, budget a visit to Immaculate Reflections to get some detailing some protection, paint protection on my car. Uh, if you are taking delivery in the Bay Area or you're you know just visiting, maybe you live here, maybe you're just taking delivery at the factory, you might want to look into Immaculate Reflections to get that paint protected. They'll do, they got a lot of different options for you. Uh, new car delivery prep, 
ceramic coatings using the C-Quartz Finest Reserve paint protection film, uh, paint correction, if I hadn't already mentioned that. Uh, find, more, find out more information at irdetailing.com. And again, coupon code there too, thanks to, uh, thanks to them. RTL10, give that to them and you'll get 10% off of anything. That's, you're talking uh, a basic wash clay bar wax, a paint correction all the way up to, you know, <laughs> to, to paint protection film. You, so that you can put that to some, some real good use. If you happen to be a uh, military member, either active or a veteran, you can uh, get another 10% off on top of that. Stack that code. Uh, just, you know, all you need is your, your military or veteran ID for that. Uh, what else can I tell you? Ah, the podcast email address. I've mentioned it a couple times, but if you want to reach me that way, it's teslapodcast at gmail.com. If you're buying a Model S or X, why not get yourself free unlimited lifetime supercharging? You can use my cousin Patrick's referral code for that. Just uh, give the sales advisor this, Patrick5008. Or if you're ordering online, just type this into your browser, ts.la slash Patrick5008. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, and then there's the Patreon, which I just want to mention really this week in the sense of, you know, hey, if I always say, if you appreciate the podcast, maybe consider uh, supporting it on Patreon. And I, I just want to send an extra special thanks this week in particular to everyone who, who does support me on Patreon, whether it's a dollar, whether it's five, 10, 20, 50, whatever it is, uh, because you guys have all, you folks have all obviously done a lot to help me get to this point where, where I can order my model three. Um, you know, there's, there's been lots of other life things as well. You know, last year there was a lot of, a lot of Maggie medical expenses towards the end. But, uh, the point is really, I mean, it's without this podcast and without your support, you know, this, this, I don't know if this would have really been possible. Um, and I hope you'll stick with me and continue to support me and continue to, to, to hang around. Cause again, I, like I said, I think the podcast is going to get more fun once I once I have my car, or at least more informative. Put it that way. But you know, it's um, this the the this whole thing of I started this podcast just out of a, an enthusiasm for Tesla and a passion for Tesla and a desire to talk about it, and you know, really with no expectations, and and some people started did start to listen to it, and it became sort of a, a bigger and bigger part of my week. And the you know I I, I really kind of needed to take it to Patreon to justify the time and energy that was going into it and and just the the support I have received on there so far and hopefully will continue to receive it's really it's it's heartwarming it's it's humbling it is it's very special to me it it really means a lot um, and I just can't thank all of you enough really for for uh for just believe you know because again it's it's the patreon thing it's totally optional you still like i'm still putting this thing out every week i'm you know it's yeah there's some extra content for uh for people that do want to support me on there but you know if you don't and you're just listening that's totally cool and and i just appreciate that you're listening but the folks that have that have gone out of their way to to show that support on patreon it's it's you know again this this really this car that's just now been ordered after all these years you know, I'm not sure it would have been possible without you. And uh, now, <laughs> now I have to pay for it. So, you know, I'm a, 
That's, uh, but I, I was, the plan was always to never go anywhere. You know, I, I love doing this and it's, it's been amazing to build up just this little kind of almost a community within a community like this, this ride the lightning community within the Tesla community. I mean, we're all part of the, the Tesla community, but the, it's just the, the, the support and the, the, the listenership for this has been, has been incredible to me. And, uh, I know I'm, I'm making a very long podcast even longer right now, but I, again, I hope you'll just forgive some, just from some, from the heart words right here, because, you know, this is a special time. This is a special week for me. It was a special day last Sunday. And, uh, and it's, you know, I, I don't want it to be lost how, how you, you folks out there have, have, uh, made, have really contributed to this, you know, either financially or at the very least, just like making this more special. Cause if I had never done this podcast, then getting this car, assuming I'd still be able to do it, would, would still mean a lot to me. It would still, it would be, it would still would have been huge for me. But the fact that I can now like share this moment, this sort of this, this news and this joyous thing, this thing that means so much to me that, that I can share it with people that, that feel the same way about their cars and about their, their experience. And it's, it's really, it's a wonderful thing to me. And I, I just sincerely appreciate all of you. I really, really do. And, uh, let me give the shout out now to the Patreon producers. These are the kind folks pledging at the $20 level or higher each month. I want to say hi to the newest Patreon producer. Hi, to Gabriel Salaise. Gabriel, if I mispronounced your last name just now, please drop me a quick note on email, on Patreon, whatever, and correct me. I want to make sure I get that right. Uh, Gabriel Salaise, thank you so much. Alongside Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Matthew Parra, Michael Lester, Robert Maracle, Jason Chalukas, Emotion Rentals, Richard Ouellette, Tim Hyde, Marcus Mayenshine, Lee Sweet, Lars Hoffman, Orion Coates, Peter Chalet, Harold Plug, Kenneth Martin, Michael Callahan, Rome Strack, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Luke A., David Kittle, Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Luke Miles, and Stefan Joris. Uh, is it Stefan? I, I might need a correction from you too, my friend. I didn't hear from you last week, so but I think it's uh, I think it's Gior- it's either Joris or, or Joris or Gioris. I'm not quite sure how uh, quite where the accent is, but uh, I, yeah, do correct me. I need the correction on that one. Make sure I get it right. Anyway, um, thanks to everybody, uh, Patreon folks or not. If you are listening to this podcast but not subscribing to it, that would be awesome for both of us. That way. Uh, I know you'll still you'll keep listening every week, hopefully, and and you'll you won't have to download the show. It'll just download for you if you subscribe. So you can do that on just about any of the major podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, or grab uh, MP3s or the RSS feed from our my hosting site, which is teslapodcast.libsyn.com. Libsyn spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. That wraps it up. Again, huge week, crazy week. I will never forget this week. It was, yeah, it's it's been special. And again, this is, uh, in a way, the beginning. This is like the beginning of a new chapter now. 
Um, it's not the it's not the end of anything. It's actually the beginning of of uh, the next phase, which is the the pre-delivery phase, and then there'll be the delivery and the and and just all kinds of Tesla news in the meantime. But you guys know I'm here for you each and every week, every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. New episode for you, uh, and again. Recorded on Thursday night this week because of uh, the concert tickets that my wife had for Friday night. So uh, again, if I happen to miss anything big on Friday, I will pick it up for next week's show. This one's been long enough as it is, I think. All right. For a sleeping Daisy the Boxer Puppy, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Happy electric motoring, everybody, and I'll see you next week.